guys it's friday come on we're excited to be here <laughs> the journey we have special guests with us johnny as always is here we'll uh pop everybody on here and uh we have a special guest shakira yeah I'm hi on. guys hi so good so good exciting. It is. <laughs> we like to have people on because it brings just a whole other aspect of the father and we all like God always shows up and we get drunk so it's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Community is like a a vineyard is better with more grapes, right? Mm -hmm. So God, we just thank you for our special guest tonight. Also, if you guys want to be a part of what we do, you can go to our website and be a part of that. Um there's like a paypal link and all sorts of things there you can do yes. to help us to continue to do what we do here at the the journey and uh, we've been going over a year now and we've seen like wow. countries all over the world listening and it's just it's crazy sometimes like places you wouldn't expect all of a sudden god's just like people are listening there yeah um so plus we've had so many great guests on and so many great people and gotten to see so many expressions of who the father is you know, because if, if we're really from him, we're just reflections of him, right? So it's it's a wonderful thing to get to see a new version of God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Shauna's saying hi. There we go. Hi, Shauna. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been on here before. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed yeah. watching when she was on. Oh, we were wrecked. It was so great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even she, right now, there's like a, right. like almost like that. I call it like the sunlight Holy Spirit. It feels <laughs> like just the, the beaming of the sun on my face. Whoa. And there's no sun in this room and we don't have heat lamps. So, you know, it's Whoa. just knowing that that warmth mm -hmm. and that love is here and already, already uh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> already happy. Already happy. Happy clamp. <laughs> Yeah. Live and move and have my being in him. Come on. Mm. I cannot escape him. That's good. There's nowhere oh. to go. Right? That's good. Yeah. And nowhere to get. Because, <laughs> wow. because I am. The present. Oh, the present moment. The yeah. present moment. Mm -hmm. Hi, Donna. Hi, Donna. Mm -hmm. I don't, do I know? Oh, Mark? Mark. Love you, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> wine is in the cluster come on oh, I, love, I love that you don't have to like physically be in the same place to have community even right. though that's wonderful but like yes. the fact that we're like because where are you where are you right now in the world yeah. uh washington state washington so you're in washington state. we're in stratford canada and yet mm -hmm. the holy spirit's wrecking right. us all at the same time like right it's so, it's such an expression of God with us. It's unbelievable, you know? It's that beautiful communion. One thing I love about watching your shows is not just the different stories, but how our stories interact with one another. Because if I tell my story to you, mm -hmm. it has a different sound than if I tell it to somebody else. Because your frequencies and mine are all mingling together. Oh, so God. it just brings such an original taste, an original um, sound. It's And it it's life-changing every time we gather every time we gather it's life-changing that's so good <laughs> god just get mark even more right now yes <laughs> jeremy too get them all lord whoa yes lord yeah. manifestation Shoot. of glory 
Release your glory. Oh, sweet communion. Wow. Wow. I just love that, what you said. Mm -hmm. um, the yeah, the frequency. Um, that was mm -hmm. so wild because we were talking today mm -hmm. and I started thinking about how like in frequency, like when I play a chord, there's different frequencies coming together to make a chord. Yeah. And so like when she said that, I almost pictured like, yes. like a, a, like a guitar or piano playing a chord because there's different frequencies. There's three right. different, there's like the, three root, the octave yeah. and the, yeah. you know, the first, the, the third, third and the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. boom, there's this yeah. new sound. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it though. Mm. Like she said, when she's sharing uh, with us, there's mm -hmm. a different frequency or sound being released because it's the three strand chord going right. on versus right. when she's speaking somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's because our hearts are connecting. Right. Mm. That's amazing. Whoa. It's, really that, it's the taste of the communion. Yeah. And uh, it's just so sweet. There's no walls. It's all just we're drinking of each other because we see ourselves in each other and we see the Father in all, all of us. <laughs> Habitation of his love, like Shauna said. There you go, you know? yeah. Whoa. It's so good, so good. So it's great, Washington State, that's just a couple <laughs> of miles away from here. Right, well, I'm no actually time. 30 there's minutes from BC. That 30 minutes from BC. Mm -hmm. Wow, whereabouts in BC? I miss Canada. Grand Forks is probably one of the closer places. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And Nelson. And Nelson, Nelson BC. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's no time and space in the spirit. That's no. what's wild, eh? We're here. We're here. Yeah. We're all in the same place. Well, and the way it all came together was really cool because John had asked you, Mm -hmm. And then you were like, maybe next week or whatever. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, all the people in your office left and you yeah. were able to. It's like, to let's do, do it, it now. <laughs> so I don't have together. to try to get him to leave next week. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, God was moving the chessboard, in this case, right. the legal people around. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> On the board. You know, you were talking about sound, and I was thinking mm -hmm. about um, worship. Yeah. And I wanted to share a testimony about how. Uh, music. Well, uh, I was 19 years old. Yeah. And this uh, woman uh, prophesied over me, and I didn't know what prophecy was, so I misunderstood her. Because you know, sometimes in Christian circles, yes. we don't we we just go in and we just say and do things, and if a person is not familiar with the culture, they're like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" And so she said, "I see music all around you." And I said, well, my mother named my middle name music. My middle name is music. Oh, wow. And she said, no, I see you playing the piano. And I said, I don't play the piano. I play the violin and I play it very badly, you know. <laughs> and and he, she said, no, I see you playing the piano and you're going you're gonna to play the song of the Lord. And I thought, well, I, so I went to the Christian bookstore. This is before Google. And I tried to find a... A tape or a CD called the Song of the Lord, so, or maybe sheet music so that I could learn. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you know, try to try to fulfill this, and I couldn't find it. And finally, the Christian bookstore guy, he was a pastor, and he said, um, "Oh, well, you're just going to play something before the Lord that's going to be spontaneous." And I didn't know what he was talking about. I'd never touched a piano other than plunking out a part for choir or something, you know. And uh, anyway, one day I was at a piano, and I just 
soon after that, I was at a piano and I said, um, okay, Father, you're going to teach me how to play? And the presence of God just came in. And I'm in high school at the time and I just start to play. And all I knew was heart and soul, you know, dun, 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 and I just started to play something off of that. And I started calling it playing in tongues and um, just, it just came. And I didn't understand it for many, many years because it didn't seem to fit when I go into church and try to lead worship, I learned to play the guitar, you know, and just play the chords. But I knew there was more to worship than mm. just playing a song we all sing to. I knew yeah. there was more. And I remember one day I was leading worship at a church. And by this time, I had learned chording on the piano. But it wasn't the same as playing in tongues. It was just chording, you know. I love that, playing in tongues. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, a great title for that. TM. Yes. Trademark that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh Oh, and um, I remember when I first started playing, my friends came in and they said, Shakira, I didn't know you could play the piano. And I'm weeping. I didn't know I could either. You know, <laughs> so um, it developed over the years. That was many years ago. But one day I was in church and I was leading worship and I was kind of just practicing some things before the service started. And my favorite part of the worship service was before everybody started to sing because they're talking to each other. They're interacting. They're looking at each other. They're finding out about each other's lives, right? And I could feel the worship welling up in me with their voices. And then the minute I start to play my music, they'd stop. And it was like almost like in the spirit, I'd see these, these, these glass cylinders come over them. And they forget about their neighbor, and it's just them and the Lord. And it was so hollow. And I thought nobody – I tried to communicate, but nobody could understand at the time. And I knew that there was more to it than that. I understand that when we all sing the same song, there's a, there's a point, there's a part of unity in that. But the scripture says that they sang to one another mm. in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's good, yeah. And so as I was going on this journey for like the last 20 years, I've been really unsatisfied in a lot of places. And I'm like, God, I know there's more to worship. And recently I was, I was at a meeting. I had traveled to be with Brian and Shauna and do a meeting and uh for a while now i've been using my playing in tongues i call it yeah. and i will what i actually realized is i'm actually tuning in to people's frequencies and i'm playing their song that's what i've been doing this whole time for a while i was playing myself but as the lord began to uh enhance that i started hearing other people's songs so when brian would preach i could hear his sound and i would play with it or when um, he would be praying for somebody or prophesying, each person mm. had a different sound. And I started realizing we all carry a sound. And so at this last meeting, it was a very interesting thing the Lord showed me. I was sitting down to play, and as everybody was gathering and talking and fellowshipping, I was playing. And then as the meeting began to start, it lifted. And I looked at Brian. I said, I have nothing. I don't even know what to play. I can't. And he goes, well, I guess we'll play something on the on the computer. And I said, oh, God, that sounds awful. No, I don't want to do that. And so I didn't know what to do. And um, then he just started to speak, and the sound came again. And I realized we need each other to do this. It's, it's something I play, and we minister, and it's only because the person in front of us pulls it out of us. We don't carry a bucket full. When we, when we go to talk to somebody. It's not about having a bucket filled. Let's get our buckets filled up so we can give yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. No, we meet our bucket and the person in front of us. They're the ones that's carrying the key that we pull out of them and say, remember this and remember this? Because wow. the, they have that truth. We're just there to help unveil it. 
We're just the mailman of the package they already have that already belongs to them. And so in playing their sound. Yeah. And so anyway, that's just something the Lord. So one last thing I wanted to say is I realized in the beginning what I had done, the Lord had shown me is I was playing everybody's sound as they were milling around. And in that they were hearing it and they were ministering. It was ministering to them, but they were encountering each other on a whole new level. And that's what worship is. Worship is encountering each other in the oneness and the unity, the Christ in all of us, and worshiping the Father in all of us, not just him on this throne that's three stories or 30 stories (laughs) high, you know? Yeah. You know what? Chair of God. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, there's been so many other encounters I've had, but I don't want to talk too much. No, no, that's great. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Okay. One of the. The crazy wow. things with that when you were talking was it brought back to remembrance. Um, we had just before we had a shutdown, but just before that, mm-hmm. we had a gathering and um, we we called it Connect. And it was just basically like, let's let's get together, connect with God and connect with each other and see what happens. Well, and yeah. so um, John actually went over and started to speak and spend time with uh, one of our members but as they were speaking, I didn't know I'm over on the stage. So I just started singing what I'm hearing. And John was like, do you hear that? Like, you could probably take over because you were there. Well, yeah, just that um, what I was speaking to her, Corey then began to uh, reiterate it of what, what was going on. And mm-hmm. the beauty of that was she could see it was about how the Lord felt about her, right? And what he was saying. And she was just then so taken back. Because she realized. Yes, she had a realization that this was so real and so much bigger than, you know, somebody just trying to encourage them, right? That's beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. And I think that um, realizing we we encounter God in our own time and there's nothing that that's beautiful and that happens too. But encountering God in one another is the unity of the faith. Is um, and not, I don't just mean the people we go to church with or the people that we're super vulnerable and accountable to. I mean the cashier at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll worship God with her as she's checking out my groceries, you know. Yeah. And um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I just feel like that that's that's the how worship's changing, not just how we gather, but also how we worship. There's uh like when we got on this, we're all drinking of each other. There's just so much glory wow. in the fact of um, <laughs> having no walls, having no fear of no need to perform, no need to do or be anything other than what the present moment is. Living in the mm. present. Yeah. And uh, so that was just something I wanted to share. I was You brought it up. We brought it up earlier about the frequencies. And yeah. I, yeah. That, I thought that was really cool. And I'm still learning about it. And I think it's going to be interesting. We've had meetings where we'll start to sing, Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. And we're singing it to one another. <laughs> wow. Your face is all I see. And you when know, your eyes is on this child, you know, that, that song, just singing it to one another. It, it's so powerful because... That's the one thing that's been lost in Western Christianity, right? Yeah. Is is everything has been because of Constantine put mm-hmm. in that place of like a lecture hall where there's a separation yeah. between the laity and the guy that's leading it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> what happens is people just 
sit there and listen. They don't do anything. And um, a long time ago, I had this uh, dream where I seen the bride. And uh, what was happening was I was flying in, holding on with my fingertips onto the pontoons of a plane. Mm. And I'm coming down and there's fields of wheat just blowing Whoa. in the wind. It's just beautiful. And uh, I comes down low, it drops me into the field and I see this farmhouse on the top of a hill. And I see this guy walking around the farm and he's dressed in black and he's ice cold. And I realize it's the spirit of religion controlling. Wow. And so then I waited till I could, he didn't see and I snuck into the house and there's this young girl at the time She's probably 17 years old, roughly. And she's sitting at the table, and there's this beauty about her. But yet, mm -hmm. um, the, it wasn't sensual. I just mm -hmm. felt this incredible love for her, right? She mm -hmm. had short brown hair, mm -hmm. and I sat down to talk to her, and then I realized that she was deaf and dumb. Wow. And she had um, uh, braces in the top mm -hmm. of her teeth. Uh -huh. and bicycle chains oh, in the no. bottom of her teeth. Mm -hmm. And as I sat there, I just felt this incredible love for her, and then I woke up. Mm -hmm. And for the many years, I thought that it was evangelism. And later on, the Lord gave other dreams to do with all this. But the specific one I'm sharing because of what you just said, I, um, for years, I bet you, I don't know, 10 or 20 years, mm -hmm. I bugged the Lord. You got to tell me. I just don't <laughs> right. get yeah. the braces and the bicycle chain. Like, what the heck is this? Mm -hmm. I could understand she was imprisoned and mm -hmm. that he was holding her captive and the fields are white on the harvest. Mm -hmm. I could understand these things. Mm -hmm. And so I seen it through an, uh, the eyes of an evangelist at the time. This is in the uh, early 80s, I believe mm -hmm. it was. And then decades later, one day, I'm standing in my swimming pool just by myself, and the Lord starts speaking to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, not on my time, but on his time, decades yeah. later, he says to <laughs> well, me. What's time to God? You know, I know. Just I 10 know. years. It was probably a, a, not even a second for him, but me, right? you know. Yeah. So he says this to me. He goes, John, what are braces for? Mm-hmm. He said they're for correction. Yeah. She's under correction by the spirit wow. of religion. Yes. Do you see good. it? The yeah. legalistic spirit. And then he said the bicycle chain is um, a form of what she's being pressed into, meaning mm -hmm. you came in by a plane, so you came from above in the spirit. Wow. She's being is... Um, the, a bicycle chain is self-motivation. You have to self-ride it. Oh, that's it. good. Yeah, that's good. Wow. It's self-propelled. Self -propelled. Thank you. That's it. So yeah. he said that's what, huh. what she's under. And the reason she's uh, deaf and, and um, dumb is because um, she's not allowed to speak. Yeah because she's in the congregation and only the leadership speaks. Right. They've, they've yeah. been, their, their, their voice has been taken from them. Right. Because she's being held in this, again, 
under the the whole correction thing and under the the form if you will yeah so she's not allowed to speak and she's told she can't hear right so she can't hear god because she's not in the spirit she's being held in carnality like this perpetual adolescence that's it yeah yeah and, and she wants he wants to set her free obviously that's why he gave me the dream and that's why i'm right. doing what i'm doing now amen and yeah. and um i see like as you were saying that 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 is a major part of the reformation yeah. is to once again see christ in yes. one another and yes. to begin to cause the bride to begin to speak to remove the bicycle chain Yes. Right. By getting her to walk in the spirit, mm -hmm. not just say the word, but know what that means. And, and to take the correction, the, the tree of the yes. knowledge of good and evil right. away, mm -hmm. understand the cross and grace. Come That's on. beautiful. That's what and, we're doing. And I think that uh, I think there's an extreme because I see that people come into this and they go, well, we're just going to remove all leadership. Yeah, you know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. you've seen that. And I, oh, I was, yeah. I've been talking to the Lord about that because I know people and I've experienced, I've done it myself. There's what, where is it? And I felt like the father was saying um, that it's really changing what leadership does. Like I was saying earlier, a leader, a person who gives the sermon or speaks, yeah. I, they can only speak what the person in front of them needs. So they need people in front of them. And actually, yeah. the congregation is what's giving the preacher what they need to preach. And have you ever pulled on somebody? You know, you can do that. And oh, we do yeah, that yeah. in the body, especially when we're in that habitation place. But, mm. yeah, that's good. That's really good. And I, I think, think the, go ahead. The, the balance of it comes from the heart of the person. Mm -hmm. the, so, like, a, I had an experience not too long ago where I was in Brantford doing a worship and kind mm -hmm. of speaking thing. And I remember the Lord just said, like, unplug your guitar and just go down and so i just oh. went down and started to walk around so then we were all facing the same direction there you go then we were all doing the same thing and That's there really awesome. wasn't any difference between me or them right then i pulled someone up that i knew who they didn't know here you sing you know like you go yeah. sing on the mic not because I'm in charge, but because God was showing me that this is going to bring a whole different atmosphere. And it did. Right. It was unbelievable. You could hear voices in the room that weren't right. in the room. It was. That's awesome. It was almost Whoa. like we were like transcending. It was really wild. Yeah. And and I realized that, that, that the goal isn't to get rid of leadership, but to have leadership that desires unity. That's right. Yeah. And what did Jesus say? The greatest among you. Come on, is the servant. the servant exactly? So, so my ceiling is your floor. My yeah. ceiling is your floor. Yeah. Another time, this is wild. I was in Colombia, and uh, mm. my buddy's like, "Go up and sing," and I'm start singing, and I I have no Spanish skills, so I'm singing all these English songs. Nobody's singing with me. Two thousand people. Nobody's oh, singing a word. My and all of a sudden, I stopped, and I'm like, "Hey, God, like." I can't do this unless you give me something because I don't know what to do anymore. And he just gave me me amor, which I had heard somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. My love. And so I started strumming two chords and singing it. And within a few moments, 2,000 people just erupted in singing. And people were on the ground weeping. The, the church has opened. The back was open. People were coming from the bar across the street into the service. 
but then the crazier thing was we started grabbing like like uh my buddy prophesied over this one girl like god wants to use your voice so i'm like get her to sing it so she <laughs> started singing it little do we know we just pulled the black sheep of the church onto the no, platform yeah it was awesome. hilarious it just it's, sounds like god eh? oh yeah we we were like a hitting the hornet's nest that night but it was so crazy because i just i would just hand it over to them like you sing it sing whatever's in your heart like because like i can't speak spanish so take it away <laughs> you know like but it was it blew up yeah. yeah to the point where like we went to like the the aftercare room or whatever and uh <laughs> no joke in her full suit like full suit the pastor's wife got on her knees and crawled across the room weeping and when she got to me, I was sitting on the chair. I'm like, what the heck? I don't know what's going on, right? I'm like, <laughs> and she just looked at me. And she said, can you teach me how to worship? And yeah. these guys have movies, stations, yeah. TV, radio, but they had never encountered. And we're talking two words, my yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't about me. I didn't do anything. Yeah. It was about the hunger and the love that they had and the for God. Spirit, right. The frequency. You sure it wasn't the chords about. you were playing? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know those those G That's and good. C chords do I, this I was gonna guitar. say F and C, F and C, I could do that for an hour and a half. So <laughs> this guitar was the strings were so rusty. <laughs> like I could not believe a human could play this guitar. Because <laughs> right. it's so humid there, right? Yeah. Right, right. That's beautiful. Well, That's it was beautiful. an amazing encounter. Well, and she said, mm. teach me how to worship. And what she's really saying, I think, I mean, I wasn't there, but I've heard this before. Uh, I want to live in the present. How do you yeah. do that? Because do do that? I am constantly trying to be something I'm not. Because the church is always telling you mm. just one more prayer meeting, just one more <laughs> uh, pressing in, just just one more. It's no better than lust. Lust is saying just one more this, just one more oh. drug, just one Ooh, more one good. night stand. They're exactly the same. You never reach satisfaction no. <laughs> until you just stop and breathe him in. And then being around people who tell you you're just fine, just the way you are. You're completely loved just the way you are. And that was the craziest thing yeah. was Sunday morning. I began to, they asked me to speak. So I began to prophesy over people. And I remember the moment that I realized the culture was very different mm -hmm. when I called this girl up and she was like the ministry of helps coordinator or whatever. And she was like, no, 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 no. Like she was really didn't want to get out of her chair. And all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me and said, Corey, you don't understand. She doesn't know I love her. Oh, she's afraid because you're a prophet and you might say something that she doesn't yeah. want to hear. <laughs> well, and they didn't feel we worthy. That one. They and they don't feel, feel worthy, worthy either. Yeah. And and yeah. like here she is serving like all these people like nonstop. Like you should see her. Like it was unbelievable. Like every pastor would want 12, you know. But right. it was like I could just it was so much fun for me because I just poured love on all these people for like an hour and every single one would break. And yeah. that's when I realized here's thousands of people serving God. They don't even know he loves them. Yeah, I know. And that's why the church is in that perpetual adolescence. Yes. And that's why the world is, is the way it is because nobody can tell anybody they're loved. <laughs> they need to hear it. Yeah. Um, Oh, were you going to say something? Or? No, I just, oh. I never thought of the perpetual yeah. adolescence thing yeah. of the girl. <laughs> the girl. Yeah. Was, yeah. So, when I was a, I, I got saved at five years old. My parents were drug addicts. I got saved at vacation Bible school. A bus wow. came and got me and took me to church. 
And um, I remember them saying, if you want to be one of his sheep, come up here. And so I'm like, ooh, free dinner every night? That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be taken care of. So I I went. And um, these Pentecostal ladies, they were like, higher the hair, the closer to God, you know. So they they were like, the deed's not done till you speak in tongues, child. And so they take me into the back of the room and pray me into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm five or six, and I still remember it. I'm 44 now, and I remember it. It's It was that legit, okay? And so years go by. I didn't get a lot of discipleship, but I, I wanted to serve God, but I wasn't sure how. And um, all I, the only examples I was given was extreme religion. And it made sense because love is, was conditional from day one in my life, you know? So God's yeah. love was going to be conditional too. And I I used to say, I'd say I... I I was determined to make God love me whether he wanted to or not. Like I'd show up, I'd show up to one of those meetings with the prophet and he'd be prophesying over the people, never call me up. And I'd say, God, I'd walk up to where they got prayed for and I'd walk through and I'd say, whatever they don't want, I'll have God, you know, <laughs> that's what I'd pray. Wow. And um, it went on for quite a few years. I, I even ministered like that. I was in ministry doing that. And I used to street preach hellfire. And um, it's amazing. <laughs> what god will do i know and so one day i wanted to share this one day i was street preaching at a bus station in spokane washington and these poor people they can't leave because they're waiting for their bus so (laughs) captive audience (laughs) and um i started getting a heckler which i just thought was amazing because that just proved that i was serving god you know if i'm being persecuted right and so she's heckling me and so i'm like repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand and she's like god is love you know and so between the two of us we were like you know a sermon a balanced sermon i don't know but um (laughs) she she started you know she'd get on her little jansport backpack and preach next to me and then one day she walks up to me this was in 19 I want to say 94, 95. She walks up to me and she hands me a check, a blank check with just $120. And I looked at her and we had, I had been given offerings before. Like we pray for people and stuff. And we had seen God move. See, that's the funny thing. People think you have to be on totally for God to move. But oh, I know. He, his love is no matter what. And so uh, <laughs> anyway, she gave me a check for 120 and I, that's, a, that's a lot of money in the 90s for a single girl. And that was all my groceries for that month. And I said, well, why are you giving me this? And she just huffed and she said, it's about time you knew what it felt like to get something for free. <laughs> and then she walked it's, away. It's, it sounds like the way she said it. It sounds like God told her to do it, but she was a little bit resistant, <laughs> right? Right. But I didn't know what she was talking about. What do you mean something for free? And it took me 10 years for that to actually marinate in my heart and um, had this incredible encounter with God's grace in uh, 2008. And I got hit with the glory. I was by myself. It lasted for 14 hours. It changed my life forever. Tell Um, us about it. (laughs) Okay. So right before it happened, I, uh, my, my husband and I were, uh, co-leading a home group at a pretty mm-hmm. prominent church in my town. It was a it was a fine church. Everything was fine. But I was so dissatisfied. I was getting more and more dissatisfied by the day. And one day the Holy Spirit said, Shakira, you're at a crossroads. He said, you can either admit that you need me or that you can just become a Pharisee. 
and that's what he pretty much said. He he said, "You don't hate your sin. You hate the fact that my my right your righteousness isn't good enough, and you have to depend on mine." And so we had come to this 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 thing. And so I was actually um, I think on a a Skype call or something with Brian and Shauna that night. This is two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I can't remember. Shauna always remembers these things for me. <laughs> and so uh, Brian and we were talking, and all of a sudden Brian said. He calls me Shaq. Shaq, you're going to have an encounter tonight. Good night. And he goes to bed. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so uh, Sean is online. And all of a sudden, I started to feel something in the room. And I got really scared because I couldn't move my head. I couldn't move anything. And she she stayed with me for a while because I was scared. I'm like, what's happening? Because I, honest to God, guys, I thought all of this stuff was demonic. I had believed yeah, yeah. it. I was taught it. Oh, it right. was not, you know, you. this is... It's tongues. You have tongues and you have interpretation and that's all you need in the Bible. You're good. You're good. And so um, anyway, it lasted 14 hours. I'm on the ground shaking and laughing and trembling. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't think this was real. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. And then I heard the father and he's standing over me and he's reading Colossians, the entire book over me. I heard every single word, guys, like it was an audio Bible playing. Mm. Colossians and Galatians, he read every single word over me and it just came into my belly. And it hit my belly and I encountered every word like a frequency. And it hit my belly and this vine began to grow up. And it grew up into my mind and it <laughs> changed me. It totally changed me. It grew up and it grew through my whole body. And this tree of life just came through. And then off my tongue, I began mm. to speak and teach as, through this encounter. And um, I, I got up the next day and I said, Father, how long will you be with me like this? And he says, as long as you'll have me. Ooh. And it's been that way ever since. <laughs> There's just no effort involved Done. in being with him. <laughs> oh There's gosh. just nothing. There's no oh. efforts. There's no efforts. Um, he's... You can't make your heart beat. It happens no. naturally, and, and being with him is just as natural. Drinking him in is, he said, Shakira, mm -hmm. you, 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 can, you can't divide yourself from me. You, you can sooner divide the Trinity than divide yourself from me. <laughs> so it's like we're so, we're that close. We are that close. Come and on. then over the years, the Lord began to show me that in the body. I'm that way with you guys. I'm that way with everybody on no. earth. We are that yeah. close. We are that close. And our journeys are that connected. Everything. And so if I'm walking through a battle, yeah. I know it's not for me. I know it's not about me. Because my who I really am came from the Ancient of Days. That's another encounter I had recently where I encountered the Ancient of Days. And I realized that I was with God before the foundation, before there was ever a throne set up, before the foundations of the earth. I was with him. And so my 80 to 100 years I get here on this planet, that's not who I am. No. no. That's what Come I'm experiencing. On. Yes. Yeah. But I'm so much more than that. Mm. And I want to – that was so ahead. powerful because one of the things that God showed me was through an encounter I had on the Day of Judgment where, like, Jesus hands – like, at first I hear my, like – the Christian thing, right? Where I hear myself yeah. called to the stage or whatever. <laughs> and I went to go forward and Jesus said, where are you going? Mm. And I said, well, they called my name. And he goes, that's not your name. 
And he hands me this stone, and on it was written a name in a language I'd never seen, but I knew. It was weird. Like, I could read it, but mm, I didn't know it. Interesting. You were still blinded. He still had you blinded. He was trying to wake me up. Yeah. And that's where I realized the day of judgment is when Christ takes the sum of your experiences, and he puts who you are in front of it, and he says, look, they don't line up. So Whoa. let go of the sum of your experiences and be who you are. It's actually the day where Whoa. we get judged of who we are, not yes. what we're not, not, what we're not. Right. but who we are. And it was just so <laughs> powerful. Like, and guys, like, I just want to encourage you. Like, there's yes. like uh, legit stuff going on tonight. Whoa. Like, her story is so precious. Yes. Share this, please. Like, not we don't need more hits. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about there's a frequency and a sound and a a, a brokenness that's producing just a sweet aroma mm -hmm. that we want other people to encounter. Yes. Yes. So if you're on live with us, just share the broadcast that somebody who is hurting would know their yes. love. Yes. Like guys, like this is the gospel that you were his. Man, I got up in front of a group of people to to speak a testimony. And then, like, I'm like, God, what do I speak? Because I, like, mm -hmm. I've been under transformation for a year and a half. And I, I stood up there and I said, you know, I could tell you guys how much you need Jesus or need to choose Jesus. I go, but maybe mm -hmm. I just need to tell you that he already chose you. Come on. Yes. You know, yes. and I, like, I, like, he gave me just wisdom to switch the, like, gospel around a little. Yeah. He chose you before you ever chose him. Yeah. You know, and mm. that ancient of days thing, point of origin, where do we come from? Who are we? This, the, the judgment of who we are, not what we lack, but who we are. Like it's, it's so you, you don't even think that way until you <laughs> yeah. know you're loved. Yeah. Here's, I, a, here, here's mm. a thought on that is God, Jesus Christ, all things were made in him, through <laughs> him and by him and for yes. him. Right. Yes. So we are all one in Christ, mm. one new man. <laughs> so God, if we're in God before the throne, before the foundation of the world, then we're all knowing. Yes. So that, because God's all knowing. So what he decided to do is make himself unknowing. Yes. So that we could experience the journey back into knowing. <laughs> Whoa, that's it. That's it. So the, the fact wild. is I had this thought to, about the duality thing because I'm always against yeah. the duality because duality is, is the fall. It's deception. Yes, right. I, I cannot be separated from God, but I can't be. I'm one in him. I'm one in you. We are one. Right. We are the Christ, Jesus being the head <laughs> of the body. Yes. Yes. So the duality is the journey into the awakening, the remembrance, I love your name, the song of remembrance, yes. back into the all-knowing place. Right, with right. Him. And that's what we're called to do to one another is to help each other remember who yes. they've always been. I love, I like to say, just to ruffle my friends who are still kind of in the system I was in for so many years, I'll say, you know, the Holy Spirit only convicts me of my righteousness now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's good. Really good. And the judgment part is even better. Right. I love that. I love what you were like, saying. Yeah. Like, honestly, the, the, <clears throat> the ending part of my vision was I saw Jesus open up like a door. And every single person went into him. Whoa. And in one moment, in one moment, he looked at Jesus and said, you are my good and faithful servant. 
Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't this thing that you earned. It was something he brought us into. The reconciliation. One man started in the morning. One man came in the last hour. Like, but they all received the same reward. And I remember I had a dream just a little while after that where it was a continuation. Mm-hmm. And I saw these people headed towards this darkness. And I was like, God, what is that? And in my heart, I knew it was like, like, like separation. Yeah. And Jesus yelled out to them and he said, where are you going? And they said, but we rejected you. One man even said, I hated you. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, yeah, but I loved you and I chose you. Right. Mm-hmm. And they began to just fall where they were standing and weeping. And like right. they were just encountering the love of God for the first time in a way Whoa. that like I couldn't explain. It was like even those who are supposed to be thrown away, he will go after. Like right. he kept the keys of, of death in the grave for a reason. Whoa. It's because there's good. nowhere he can't go. Because <laughs> yeah, there's no off He's limit. in them. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> yes, you. and so if he you're is going, them. So if you're going into the lake of fire, he's going with you. Yeah, because right. it's him. So he right. won't. <laughs> and it's and all of that, like, and I'm working all this stuff out. Like, right. I don't even, I don't even know where. Like, I'm just experiencing it firsthand, right? Like, right. No. And so, yeah. all I could see in those people's eyes. Mm was just this overwhelming love of God that I had encountered on the earth. Yeah. And they were encountering it there. Yeah. So what's the difference? There is no difference. Why did God change in our in our theologies the second we die? Like why did his forgiveness just disappear? Why did his pursuit of us just give up? Like he that's not who he is. No. No. And so like I've realized that yeah, there's some scriptures and things I don't understand or know how to process yet. Well, and I think the reason we think, the the reason the church and even the way I thought this way for so many years mm. is because the only love I had known was conditional. Yeah. And conditional love is actually very appealing to most people. And I'll tell you why. Because conditional love says, if you do this, you will be loved. If you don't do this, you won't. Therefore, you're in control of exactly. love. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it gives this illusion of being in control. But God's love, I, okay, I forgot to tell you this part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, God, when God came in on my encounter, I got really, really, really scared. And I, I was, we were, we were doing something funny. Brian and I, uh, we were all praying in tongues three hours a day. Well, Brian, I think, was going four hours a day. Yeah. I couldn't do it, guys. I'd try. I'd get about an hour and a half in, and I'd play solitaire and listen to worship music, and I'd be like, I got to watch some TV. I'm tired of this. And so yeah, I could never yeah, get it all I done. <laughs> but I, I really wanted to have an encounter. I really, we, were, we knew mm. God was about to do something, and so we were posturing the way we best we knew back then yep, yep. to receive it, right? And so I hadn't finished my tongues yet. I said, God, I haven't finished you yet. And he said, ready or not, here I come, <laughs> is what he said. And I, I felt like I needed to clean house or something. But he did, I realized in that moment, he doesn't, none of that bothers him. That's a, that's a human thing. That's a carnal thing. It's not a big deal to him. It's not yeah. even on his radar. <laughs> and so he ready came in, like, like he said, ready or not, here I come. Yeah. And, uh, I know that his love encounters us that way. And so I just want to say, whoever's watching, if they feel like, oh, I just wish I could feel God's love the way she's talking, you mm. can't fight it. It's, it's there. Coming. It's there right now for you. Ready or not, here I come. Just take a deep breath. It's right there for you. <laughs> it doesn't have to look like anything else. You don't need to compare it. I didn't even think how I encountered it was real. I was like 
flabbergasted. I thought it was going to be totally different. Yeah. And and the father is loving people right now through everything, through little love notes, through things on the television, for music in the grocery store, through one another. He is communicating his love because that is the great awakening. That is the, re- the revival that we've been asking for. The reigning on the just and the unjust right. in their own minds, right? Right. I was driving yesterday to get some gas for uh, some mini bikes that I built and we're driving. Mm-hmm. And um, this young man I met, his mom was giving me a lift to the the gas station. Um, his name's Willie Nelson, which is the coolest name ever. It's awesome. And um, I was talking to her, and she said, "You know, I'm really happy that you're hanging out with Willie." She goes, "Because I used to go to Bethel Pentecostal," yeah. and she goes, "And I remember when I encountered Jesus; it was real." She goes, I don't necessarily live a godly life now, but I know that that was real, what I encountered. And she goes, the other day he said to me, he said, Mom, I don't know, but I feel better when I hang out with that guy. And she Mm. said, well, then you better go hang out with that guy. And so the one lady came to one of our, like, just echoes where we just kind of flow and and just spend time in the presence. And John, uh, one of our members, had an encounter and, like, she got whacked like it was it was like we were in the back of my head i'm going oh i wonder what willie's thinking right because so then we get to the car and he said something to me he goes dude when that girl like went through that i felt something inside of me and i said like what was it like and he's like it's like when i'm listening to a song and it starts to speak to me and i hear it (laughs) and i'm like i'm just weeping right like because i'm like here i am worried about what it looks like and god's so far beyond me that he's already planted a his uh you set him up a spiritual heritage <laughs> through rap songs like i'm talking i'm in the car it's with so willie good. and the rap songs are like you know f bobs everywhere but this yeah. kid's like crying while he's driving his truck you know <laughs> and i'm seeing god touching him right? and like i've realized that like this generation is so alive to life that the sensitivity to real life and like you if you ever want to see the joy of the father turn on america's got talent right <laughs> you'll right. just cry well the thing when, is, is yeah go ahead yeah because when people display who yes, they are and the greatness that's within them yes. it resonates yeah. like you just feel it like they begin to fly yeah like the the one did you guys see the one with the the autistic guy who can't yeah. even speak, yeah. but he sits behind the piano and he can sing and play piano? Yeah. Like, you'll just cry like a baby. It's like, amazing. What God's saying right now is he's letting everybody know they have a voice. Yeah. He's letting everybody yeah. know that they have a sound and that their sound is in harmony with everybody else's. Yeah, come on. And we're not at disharmony. And um, it's mm. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think those those shows are perfect because people a lot of times it's the first time they're actually heard or they feel heard you know yes yes (laughs) for finally they're stepping out taking a chance right (laughs) come on and it's so crazy because like we've been watching um the chosen or whatever Mm-hmm. And uh, Chelsea, like this mom, she put on like the the chosen website. Mm-hmm. She said, "Thank you so much," because Matthew's a little different. Yes. Um, than the other disciples, he's almost right. like autistic. Yeah. He's Asperger's or something. Yeah, That's or it. something. You know, and and the mom just was so touched that they did that. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, that's like my son. And she said, my son watches every episode. And he said to her, look, I could follow Jesus just like him. Yes. 
That's right. You know, like, <laughs> God's beautiful. moving everywhere, isn't he? So when we, remo- we remove the us and them, then we begin to see everybody, and we begin yeah. to see ourselves in Christ. When I first came into this, uh, started thinking about like this idea, I put it on like a T-shirt to see if it fit. You know, I just wore it. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I believe it. Yeah. And I've forgotten now how to live any other way because it Come is on. the most fruitful place I've ever been in my entire Christian walk. Um, this place of unity, of seeing everybody as in the kingdom even if they haven't remembered yet. And then when it's time, they'll remember. It's so, so good. So think about this. If <clears throat> if God said after he created all things, it is good. Wow. Yeah. Then it is good. That we're in darkness in our minds, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're walking in that darkness, and what's happening is we're being awakened not to what will be, but what's already been. So good, yeah. So where's heaven? It's already here. Where's the glory? It's already covering the earth everywhere. We're not trying to get it to come. We're not trying to do something to get God. But what we're trying to do to wake up that we never left. That's right. We've never left the garden. Whoa. The pleasures of God. We've never left, and God has been here all the time in his glory. That's why Jesus descended into oh. carnality, then to uh, be resurrected with us all once again in him, and then ascend <laughs> once again into the mind of God, Whoa. the awakening or into the light, if you will. And so yes. that's what I believe is going on is, is g- there's these sounds and frequencies and things going out all the time, mm. t- triggering people. We're being triggered right. by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So that and, we will wake up mm. into the fullness of time, right? And know him. And, and it says, as we know, <laughs> we will be known. Shabbat. Right? who you really are, what Corey was speaking of earlier, your name written on those white rocks, right? White stones. It's already there. That's who you are. That's your identity. It's only you, you, me, that don't realize our identity. So we're living out of the program that the carnal world gave us. And I just want to say... subconsciously running all the time. Right, Uh, right. I keep feeling this in my spirit. Uh, I don't know if people are watching, or I guess I've, I've maybe I've been hearing it too from other people, mm. but I, I keep feeling this regret. You know, yeah. people who are coming into the light now, they're coming into the realization. They're thinking, "Oh my gosh, there's so many years of darkness, so yes. many years of carnality." I just want to speak to that, and say that darkness is what brings the best expression of the Father you could ever carry, because that darkness is the features on the Father's faith, and you need shadow and light to see the expression. And so that darkness they walk through is not wasted. Mm. I I can <laughs> say I was so religious, guys. I used to cringe. I, I think about the things I said when I street preached, the hurtful things I do uh. to people in religion. And I would, you know, go to, when you're going to bed, you start thinking about that stuff. Like, why do we think about it right before bed? That's uh, not nice. I know. And so you're like, ah. You're like, oh! mm-hmm. And then one day the father said, do you want to see that how I see that? I said, you know, maybe I don't, but I maybe probably not. should. <laughs> so, so I looked at it through his eyes 
and all I saw was the father going, isn't she cute? Look at her trying to please me. Come on. Like, like a little kid, like two little kids trying to make a pancake breakfast for their parents with flour and water. It's nasty. It's not going to work. But aren't they cute? I mean, seriously, isn't that the sweetest thing you've ever seen? And that's how the father feels about our time in religion. I'm telling you the truth. He says, oh, they're so sweet. I cannot wait. They're going to walk it just a little bit longer because all of these darkness that they're walking through is going to give them keys to my love that they're going to communicate wow. once they wake up. Come on. Wow. And so, so if you're waking up just right now, you're not late to the party. You're right on, on time because that's you so are good. carrying keys that I need to hear. And I'm waiting for it, and I'm thankful yeah. you're here. There, that's so good because there are individuals all over that are. We all walk through that, yes. every one of us. And and it's funny. That's the one of the first things we feel. I mean, I remember my wife. That's how she felt. She goes, thirty years. <laughs> yeah, right. right. She was I know. actually angry at God. <laughs> Why did you allow me in the system for thirty years? You feel and a little chipped at first when you start you waking do. up. Yeah, just a little, just chipped. a little chipped. Yeah. But I said, okay. if we didn't walk there, then how do we ever understand where people are and have right. compassion? First, you're angry, and then, like even I listened to messages when I was first waking up, <laughs> and to myself sometimes that I've I've uh, posted, so I list go back. And I'm listening for a second to it, and I don't. I can hear in me. I knew I was angry at the spirit of religion, but it comes out almost like I'm angry at the bride. Yeah. Where I was never angry at the bride, but yeah. I was so angry at religion in me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting how upset we can get with somebody who just hasn't figured out something we know five minutes ago. We've just found out five yeah, minutes I ago, know. right? Like, I know this now. Why don't you get this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. really, but it really is my own self-hatred because there's still yeah. shame that God wants to show me like, oh, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You woke up right on time. You didn't yes. miss the boat, you know? <sighs> and so then you, you don't have judgment towards religion because religion has, it, it's go, it's, it has its place too as far as our journey. And there's nothing I, I wasted. I think you're right. I think mm -hmm. you're right. There's nothing wasted. It's a mountain or a ladder, and mm -hmm. we walk through it, like Brian said. Yeah, right? for we people. walk through it for people. If mm -hmm. we don't walk through it, then we're not able to reach out. Well, how did Jesus heal people? It said, with compassion, he healed them all, and he was also a man acquainted with sorrows. Yeah. And I know I'm called to heal religious people, because I, I don't know a lot of people that were as religious as I was. So... <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it was so wild, just the language you were using. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I was an intern, I had this encounter where I wrote this worship song, right? Mm -hmm. And I brought it Sunday morning. And like, everybody's, like, weeping and crying. It was so, like, I felt so good, right? I yeah, accomplished yeah, I the goal. I've been there. I've been there, yeah. That's the goal. And all of a sudden, my friend's son came up from downstairs, and he had this macaroni necklace in his hand. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Corey, you don't understand. What what you could do is that macaroni necklace. The greatest thing you could ever do is that macaroni oh. necklace. And I'm like, at first I'm a little offended, right? Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, you don't understand, though. It has no value, but it's priceless. That's right. And so that's how he like taught me to enter into any form of ministry. It's here, God. Oh, yeah. Here's my macaroni necklace. I'm not going to try to make this thing 
Anything that it's not, right? I'm just going to believe that it's priceless to you. And I remember I was with this team of kids who came from uh, a very popular place in Christendom, a school. And they're like, God, we just call this and we call this forth and we're speaking there. And I just looked at them and I was like, can you guys have a little fun? Right. And and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, guys, the greatest thing we could ever do for Jesus is a macaroni necklace. Right. And like, I had to explain it to them because they were fried. And I said, yeah. guys, even if you completely fail, every song you sing is off key. Every yes. note you play is Come wrong. On. Come he's on. He's still going to be in love with you. That's right. And he's still going to move and you can't hinder anything he was going to do. And so why don't you just believe that his goodness is in operation outside of your understanding yes. and give up right. and just and just be you in the midst of God. That's yeah. so good. Just so be good. you. So I have to, one more thing I want to share. That's oh, okay. you can yeah. share lots right. more things. Whatever you want. Oh, this is stirring me up, guys. This is so <laughs> yummy. You guys are so good. Oh, it's so good. So um, I think we go through these seasons over and over and over again. It doesn't mean that we didn't get a victory the, the last time. So you might say, well, I get an understanding that it's all I have to do is just be. And then you're in another place where you have to get another understanding of yeah. all you have to do is just be. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you didn't get it the first time. There's just multiple keys. Mm. And so um, I was on a trip with Brian and Shauna, and I was very jet lagged, feeling pretty tired. And we were going to do a live video, and I'm triggered because I don't want to do a live video. I'm tired, and I am feeling like I have nothing to give. I'm nothing to give. Mm-hmm. because And um, that empty feeling like, you know, I just don't have anything. And the whole weekend we were there, I was feeling this trigger. And the Lord showed me this baby, this newborn baby on the table in a vision. And he kept showing me it all weekend, multiple times a day. And he'd say, Shakira, what's the most valuable thing in this room? And I knew he was going to have me say the newborn, right? I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's okay. But he wanted to know why it was valuable. Mm-hmm. And I could not come up with a reason. I, I was trying. I was like, um, it's a tax break. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come good. up with a reason. Because <laughs> my mindset was valuable was how well you do. But the Lord was walking me through this, right? And so he said, why is the baby valuable? I know you know it's valuable. Why? And I just, I, I left that trip and I was still mulling over it. He, he keeps asking me why. And one day, it, it came to my heart finally. He said, the only thing this baby knows how to do is receive. He said, it only knows how to receive love. And that's what makes wow. it the most valuable thing in the room. And when we become really good receivers of the Father's <laughs> love through each other. And so really all we are, as we stand here in this present moment, a receiver of his glory. And then the stuff that happens after that comes naturally. And because he also told me in, in conjunction with this, and now this is controversial a little bit, maybe I think it is a little bit weird. I haven't shared it too much yet, but he said to me, love is not sacrificial. I was like, what? He said, no. <laughs> he said, love flows naturally. He said, if it was sacrificial, you'd be keeping score. And so I was, so love is an, is, is a byproduct of receiving. It just comes out like a fountain. Yeah. And so it said with joy, he embraced the cross. We, the church sacrifice. teaches it that he embraced it because he knew he was going to get something in return. Right. No, he knew that the cross wasn't the end of him. 
he knew that the cross was nothing compared to what was the story that was being written. So it came naturally to love because he knew he was loved. Mm, and so powerful. love, so the most valuable thing we can be, the macaroni necklace, yes. the top song we write, it's all about being the best receiver in the room. And that comes naturally too. There's no effort involved. You just Come breathe. On. You just breathe. You just breathe and let the father love you. Because <laughs> what does a newborn do but cry for food and poop? I mean, That's really, right. <laughs> and it needs to be held. It needs to be coddled. It's super needy. And I was in a place at that time where I thought being needy was a bad thing. Yeah. But wow. no, it's actually a receptacle of his love. So. That's so good. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> he, he, woo. There's mm. something so powerful about babies because yes. it breaks everything. Right. I know that sounds crazy, but I was in a park one time. And there was a pastor preaching and he's like, you know, you were born into disobedience and fallen into <laughs> sin and you're, you got to ask repentance for your sinful nature. And no joke, 20 minutes later, he says, you know, I was holding my brand new innocent son. And the right. Lord said, see, he doesn't even believe the crap he says, no. you know, and I laughed so hard because here he is as a father looking at his baby and he sees innocence. Right. Well, why does he see innocence? Because God sees innocence. Why? Yes. Because of Christ. Because before the foundations of the world, the lamb was slain that we would be seen as spotless in his right. eyes. And right. so here's here's a physical man looking at his child right, and seeing what Christ did and having no, no awareness of it. <sighs> he called his son innocent where 20 minutes before he told everyone they're dirty and fallen, but he can't do right. it to his son no. because the love for that son surpasses right. the judgment yeah. which is what god did through christ and i can't help but wonder <laughs> if the posture of that baby doesn't pull the love out of that man exactly because and that's all the so baby fun. can do come on yes. and it's like once i saw that i realized you know what he said like we were on grain street which was crazy because i moved to stratford next door to the house where john was oh. when revival broke out in the 80s like mm. next mm -hmm. door to it and wow. there was all these little things. Mm -hmm. And I remember this this one this one thing the Lord spoke to me and he said, the next thing to fall is the fall. <laughs> and I said, What do you mean? Because <laughs> I had no idea at this point. I'm just yeah. I'm like just putting my toe in the water. Wow. And he said, Corey, my church believes more in the fall than me. That's right. They too. Mm -hmm. And so when you realize that through Adam's one choice, according to the church, all men were brought into sin. Well, how could it not be through Christ's one choice, all men were brought into life? Did Adam right. somehow become more powerful than God? Right. Or was he merely the contrast to what Christ had already done before the foundations of right. the world? Right. Come on. Come on. Oh, Come that. on. I never thought of that before. Well. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that goes what, back to being received. Go ahead. So what you see in the child mm. is the father. Mm. Oh, come on. Because when he revealed himself to me, he revealed himself as pure childlike innocence. Oh. Wow. And I know that's, that's just one reflection of him, <laughs> but that reflection, oh. how is someone innocent? What does it mean? It means that they have no judgment in their eyes. Zero. That's so good. Oh, and they only see beauty. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, beauty for ashes, all those statements. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And a newborn doesn't know rejection. When they cry, they fully expect to be fed. And they don't stop (laughs) until it happens. (laughs) Someone's gonna feed me. So 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 what we do is cause and effect. We believe that if you love me, I'll love you back. But the baby doesn't, and neither does God. God continues to love you. So good completely like he expects you to love him back even if you reject him in the next moment he (laughs) loves you that's what unconditional love is it's always 100 percent freely given it's just amazing who he is and that's the thing like when i seen that i thought i had to protect him Mm because he was so vulnerable and, and innocent i'm thinking I, I I need to protect you, and then I'm thinking in my head. Well, wait a minute. You're the creator <laughs> of the universe. I, you're Almighty. I don't need to protect you. I felt kind of silly, but in that thought was if they only knew how good and how beautiful you are, they would use you for their gain, and that's what wow. religion does. Yes. But that's not who he is. He Thank is pure, kind, loving, compassionate always the same never changing always the same pure innocence so when we look at a newborn baby you're seeing a reflection of the father Father. that's so good such a good drink wow thank you for that that's that's what we want to be able to do and then take Mm -hmm. it to the next step which is what you've been bringing to the table tonight is that we can see that in one another yeah right christ in you christ in me right yeah like there was there was this girl one time she uh uh she was trying to commit suicide she was 17 no wait a minute 14. she tried to commit suicide was in the psychiatric hospital came to our church in the morning and uh <clears throat> got saved an hour later she came to my house and I won't go into all the details for sake of time, and and uh, but I wanted to tell you this: she goes, gets blasted in the glory. She's in that revival. She's laying on the floor, and she's out of her body, walking with Jesus, right? <laughs> and she gets baptized in the Spirit, comes back speaking in tongues. Didn't even know she could, right? It was that crazy. Everything was like <laughs> sovereign, wow. you know. Wow. And, um, <laughs> she sits up and she she's sitting and she makes this statement and this is for us tonight on what you said Mm -hmm. and i am still learning and this is a long time ago this is uh um, let's see 1970 no 1980 80 or 80 81 she uh she sits up and she's talking about Jesus. Now she's been only saved a couple of hours and had this experience, got some deliverance, all this stuff went down. And she looks at me and she goes, oh my gosh, he's looking at me now through you. I see his eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, she just walked with Jesus somewhere in the spirit, seen his eyes. And now she's telling me that he's in me looking through my eyes. Now, this is a revelation that God wants me to hear from her Mm 
that I have no grid for other than my religious understanding. Yeah, Christ dwells in me. Yeah, right. But do you see where we're going? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So good, we, so good. They will know you are my disciples because of your love, love. for one another. When I can look in your eyes and I see Yeshua, how am I not going to love you unconditionally and love you 100% purely? You see, and you'll see him in me. That kind of love is back to, that's what agape is, right? Come <laughs> yes, on. And so I believe good. that's where we're going. I believe that's what the world's crying for. I believe yes. that ultimately is what the church is desiring, Come except on. they don't know it, except revivals and things yes. like that. They don't know this is about a heart connection. Yeah. With Abba Father and seeing <laughs> Christ, which is the one new man. Whoa. Come on. Wow. I was first John mm. where it says as he is so are you in the earth people yes. don't read the first part it says as you become fully convinced by the love yes. of God yeah. there it is then you will stand in the day of judgment which is really the day where we get confronted of who we are that as he is so are we that's so good. And maybe that day of judgment Isn't happens a here. It's a it's it's my day, of being. your day, yeah. her day, whenever that day appears, right? Today That's the perfect the day. day. Yes. That is the day of the Lord. And it's and it's so powerful because wow. like I've I've seen it so many times, like even in like like my buddy James or different ones where like I'll just be like I we went to the farm one time and he just started to share and all of a sudden like I looked over and I was getting whacked off what he was sharing. And it was like it's in there yeah it is it's yeah. it's not it's it didn't come it was there which is the song of remembrance yeah no it's so good <laughs> yes that's right yeah it's where we're going oh. is is um we're going on a far journey to a place nearby <laughs> yeah. we'll realize right when we get there that's that always so been. good have you ever heard the story behind that John, you yeah. gotta share it before what, we. The, no, I want to hear it. The grace thing, you mean? The guy, the kid at the camp. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, there was this kid at a camp, and um, he'd heard the guy speaking and sharing about the uh, fact that um, he he'd had this experience, and he'd had it out walking in this bush, mm -hmm. and uh, where he had this encounter with the Lord, right? At that camp. At that camp. Okay. And so the kid says afterwards, he's hungry. He goes, uh, uh, can you show me where that place is? And he said, sure. Mm -hmm. And so they go out and they're going for a walk through the woods, right? And the kid goes, kind of like kids when they go with their parents and they're in the car and it's a long journey. Are we there yet? <laughs> right. right. Are we there yet? <laughs> That's what he'd say. He'd say, are we there yet? And he goes, no, we're not there yet. And so they keep mm -hmm. walking and they keep walking and the kid's getting really, really uh, frustrated. frustrated. Yeah, and he's going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And the guy goes, no, not yet, but we're getting close now. We're getting closer. And then it goes on and on. And then finally the kid cries out and he falls on his knees and begins to have an encounter. And he goes, there it is, right there. You know, it was that moment for that kid that he encountered the grace of God yeah. for him. Well, there's, there's no formulas. They're cheap substitutes no, for Jesus. No. No. And and for 
I was sharing with a friend a bit about some of the stuff I went through and I went through a season where I had totally shut off and just tried to run away from him. Oh, and yeah. I, I remember I was in this wedding. At the, we're at the reception, and uh, the Lord speaks to me. He's like, I want you to prophesy over this couple. And I'm like, dude, yeah, like there's pastors right over there. I'm right. completely messed up. I'm doing everything wrong. Leave me alone. Right. So, I've done that too. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just like, I go back to eat my chicken, right? Right. And uh, mm -hmm. the lady leans over and she's like, are you a Christian? I'm like, no. I go back to eat my chicken, right? <laughs> so then like 10 minutes later, she leans back over, like she's sitting next to me. And she's like, were you ever in ministry? And I'm like, yep. And I like keep eating my chicken. And then finally she's like, do you have a word for me? And I'm like, fine. You know what? Here. And I give her this word. And at the end, I said, there's going to be a young girl. She's going to show up at your door with suitcases. And the Lord says she's your daughter. They start freaking out because a conference showed up that morning at their house and had nowhere to go. And they asked God what to do. So then um, she says, can I give you a word? And I'm like, sure, why not? And she's like, well, like um, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. <laughs> and, I, and I replied with an F-bomb, no effing crap, lady. Like, I know this. And so she asked me this one question. She said, um, what do you want? And no joke, this is where it got crazy. It was like this this thing fell in the room. Whoa. And she like turned into a mannequin. Like she was like frozen. Whoa. And only my mom, only my mom and this lady who was in her 80s who knew my grandmother were aware of it. And they start weeping and I'm weeping because you could just feel like this thing just like it just fell. Mm. And um because she asked me, what do you want? And out of like, out of the core of me, like with every pain and everything, I said, either I want him to erase the fact that I ever knew him or give me all of him because I can't live like this. Right. And I got up and I ran out of the room and this 80 year old lady chased me down. Her name was Babe. Hey, she, babe. <laughs> and she grabbed me by my hands in the midst of my like worst choices, in the midst of like the most I've ever hurt people, in the midst of everything. And she <clears> grabbed <throat> me by the hands and she said, don't ever change. And I was so angry when she said that, that mm -hmm. I like, I had to leave because I was like, what do you mean don't change? I have to like, what are you talking about? Mm. And I had no idea till like just recently the Lord showed me, he said, Corey, that is my heart cry for you, that I would have yes. all of you yeah. or, or erase the fact that I know you because living a life where your half mind breaks my heart every day. Right. I right. want just as much as you as you want of me. Like, why are we holding back? You know, like. This right. is the deal, isn't it? And it's like <laughs> when you were sharing, a lot of times I could just hear that cry in you. Where yes. It's like you would say you were religious, but it was really like I want it all or nothing. Like, right. You know, and we, we judge ourselves so harshly because we don't know any better. Right. Yeah. But when you really see that it's blindness, that's hard to accept because blindness isn't something you choose. Well, we might have. <laughs> well, we probably did. <laughs> Let's ask Brian that one. Yeah, let's ask Brian about that, yeah. yeah. So, okay, pre-blindness. In, in the human mindset, we don't choose to be that Absolutely way. Absolutely not. People aren't wanting to be where they're at. No. Um, everybody no. wants to be able to love greater. Everybody wants to be able but we are where we are. Mm -hmm. We need to give up that we can see who we are because that will surpass where we are. Right. 
Right. I think actually that whole experience, I've had a very similar experience where I tried to not be a Christian. I just gave up. My whole life collapsed. After I had that encounter, I didn't. I won't share it tonight, but after I had that encounter, I told you about, well, it's <laughs> it. my whole life collapsed. Right. Everything went horribly wrong. I mean, it looked like it was on its way up. Like I have reached it. I have gotten it. <laughs> I'm experiencing all this freedom for the first time in my life. I'm You're on the mountain. Const- I'm constantly in the presence of God 24-7. I'm flowing. I'm going places to preach and to do worship. And I'm learning so much. And then everything, my marriage is destroyed, infidelity. Ryan goes to jail all at the same time. It was mm-hmm. crazy. And so um, I spent quite a few years trying to not, because I said, I said, God, if I can't live for you the way I want to, I don't want to live at all. I said the very same thing to him. And I remember I was in college and I was going to college to be a social worker because that pays better than ministry. And I didn't want to do ministry anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm in college and these kids are having like a little Bible study in the student lounge and they're doing it all wrong. They're like, I wonder what this means. I wonder what that means. (laughs) But I mean, when I say they're doing it all wrong, they're, they're concluding on some scriptures that I'm like, oh guys, you could have so much more freedom if you saw it this way. But I'm not going to say anything. And then one day I couldn't help it. And by the end of the time, I was helped leading the Bible study. And then I'd leave and I'd go to class and I'd be like, I don't even believe in this crap. What am I thinking? <laughs> like, I'm going to keep doing it. But you can't. You, uh, the beauty of that story is we can't escape who we are. No. Even if we try. And that Jason Upton song ministered to me during that time. Run, baby, run. Go ahead, run away from me. You'll end up running right into me. Yeah. You know, that's that chorus of that song. And, um. It got to the point where he said the same thing to me. He said, "You don't change. Just be who you are in all your realness, in all of your doubt, in all of your fear, in all of your unbelief. He said, Shakira, I don't expect you to trust me in areas you have yet to see me faithful in. Mm-hmm. He said, so you just stand still and watch me be faithful. <laughs> so he doesn't even need my belief. No. <laughs> Well, and that's so powerful because he showed me the one time where like the Roman centurion comes and he has like the greatest faith ever. And then the other guy comes who says, help me in my unbelief, but they get the same result right? because the only thing, the only thing the same in both equations was Christ. Well, they were receiving. Yeah. They were able to receive it. Yeah. Back to the baby. I remember when I was in, uh, after like he had encountered me time and time again, I wanted to kind of ask him something, and he and he before I could even ask him, he spoke to me and he said, "Corey, you were always coming to the place of being my son, but mm. how you got here was your choice." Wow, you could go many different ways, but you're mm-hmm. coming to the same place. Right, right. I think that's true of the whole world. Yeah, yeah. That's why the reconciliation, right? Of all things, it's only the Lord that knows how long that takes. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and all of them who dwell within it. There you go. And where the prophets could only see in part, Christ came to give a better Mm. word. And that's why when they said, teach us how to pray, teach us how to approach God, Mm pre-cross, pre-blood, pre-sacrifice, what does he say? Call him your Abba Father. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you call him your father, you know your last name. You know who you are. 
<laughs> you know where you came from. That's you're calling forth everything when you call him Abba. Whoa. Wow. So that's really good. Like the again, I bring that up again. The song of remembrance, mm -hmm. you know, is so good. Um, <laughs> that's your uh, um, Facebook. name, Facebook name, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just so good because um, that's that is what's going on with all mm -hmm. the sounds and everything to bring us into that place of remembering because. Um, mm we live again from our subconscious and our subconscious has been affected by by the world by what's yes. going on and so we believe a lie but it's the subconscious we can't get to it just is a, like a river flowing all right. the time right. and it's it's continuing to tell us who we are and what we're doing uh, kind of like you know, on your texting on your phone, you text mm -hmm. in and and uh, it gets <laughs> to know you, right? Yes. And so before you go to type the, the word, boom, the word pops up. Right. And you go, right. oh, and that's <laughs> your subconscious. That's a picture yes. of your subconscious. Whoa. And so what are we doing? As we are got the song of remembrance, mm -hmm. what we're doing is it says to be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind by every word right from christ every living word yes. so the word of god the living word which is truth what we're doing tonight is right. we're sharing that word of god is living and alive because right. it's the living it's the book of life that's right that's what we're yes. quoting and yes. so as we quote the book of life it goes forth and it will begin to transform the subconscious mind. That's it. And how do you know? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How do you know? And you spoke about, said this a moment ago. How do you know when things are changing? It's when it becomes automatic. Right. When you automatically do something, you're automatically moving in something in the spirit. You're yes. not even thinking about it. Right. That's because your subconscious has now been renewed. Yes. That's the part of us that must change. Yes. It must be transformed. Not the, the conscious mind, because yes. the conscious mind is only doing what it's being told. What's being told by the subconscious. Yes. Yeah. And so you said that about, oh, it's just automatic to me now. Right. That's why it's automatic, yes. is because your subconscious has been transformed and you're beginning to be who you are right. in the book of life. Yes. It's like in that encounter I had where the father was reading Colossians and Galatians over yes. me. So I had been a Christian a long time. I had taught on those books. I had read those books, but I had never encountered them. Yes. And there's something about an encounter with these truths and i know a lot of people as they're deconstructing whatever word you want to use people Which are coming and yes. awakening uh i hear this a lot oh i just wish i could get that especially when they're listening to brian's teachings or others oh say that again i need to write that down and yeah. they feel like they've got to grasp it like they're used to in, in a normal sermon where you write it down you grasp that truth and now you have it for your own but if you hold it in your hand you can easily let go of it so that's mm -hmm. not how we grasp truth 
we encounter it in our belly. We gr- we encounter it, and it grows up into our mind. That's the vine that you've seen, right? And then as it gets off on our mind, it comes off the fruit of our lips. And all of a sudden, you're talking about it. But you're saying it in your frequency with the Mm. frequency you've received it. So it's a double fold. And then it'll be a triple Mm. fold when you share it again. And then a quadruple fold and tenfold. And It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that's how we receive truth is it's our memory. How many times have you heard truth and you go, I don't know, but it feels like it feels real. Yeah, because you've encountered it. It's yeah. a remembrance. It's a rem- it's a memory awakened. Oh, yeah, I've always been loved by God. That feels really true because it's a memory I have. And so because we encounter that again, it's a, it reminds us. So, you know, you can remember things and feel it in your body sometimes. I can remember a ride at Disneyland and I can feel it in my body, you know. Or, so. See, that explains exactly the subconsciousy. Because even though we don't remember what happened when we were little children, right, we're still reacting out of that Very because true. it's in our memory. Yes, it's in yes. the memory, and the memory gets renewed by yes. the life of Christ, the truth. Yes, and that's yes. when we're transformed. And I love what you said—the vision he showed you mm-hmm. of the vine coming yes. up out of the belly, yeah, and then growing up into your mind, right, and bringing life to you. And the From fruit Colossians. came off. Yeah, the fruit came off my lips. So yes. the fruit was effortless. <laughs> I did. Effortless, it's not the fruit yeah. of Shakira. It's the fruit of Holy Spirit. He yes. does it. <laughs> and I tell people when they're discouraged, I said, if your vine isn't producing fruit, is it the vine's fault or the vine dresser's fault? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if my garden's not doing well, whose fault is it? It's my garden. I'm yes. not going to blame the tomato plant that that I'd forgot to water, right? So the thing is, not that God's forgetful, but understand yes. that where you're at right now is perfect in his perfect time right in his perfect time not a second and, late or a second early and there is an encounter with god in every moment you have um i've shared this analogy and it's one of shauna's favorites uh i was just enjoying an awesome afternoon in the presence of God, had music play and was just really enjoying it. And I thought I'll do a little housework. And I live with a bunch of teenagers. And um, they So it they was keep, a lot of housework. Yeah, well, they keep it pretty clean, but they don't get to the details like I do. So I am I am vacuuming and I thought, well, I'm just I'm enjoying this. And so I lift up my couch cushion to vacuum and I was horrified it was under my couch. It was awful. <laughs> and I got my peace left. I was super angry, very angry about this. I mean, there are forks and junk food bags. Oh. And I don't even buy junk food. So I was really mad. Like I didn't even buy this. What's this doing in my couch? I an abnormal amount of of anger that shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, what's going on here? That's interesting. And yes. I'm like, so I, I stopped, and the Lord said, Shakira, the couch was just as comfortable 20 minutes ago before you knew it was under there. <laughs> and the Lord was showing me that sometimes when things get revealed, we think we have to be outraged. But no, you can go to bed in the bottom of the boat when the storm's raging. It's okay. <sighs> It's okay. The couch is just as comfortable with that stuff there without it. So you know what I did? I Mm. literally put the cushion back down, sat on my couch and finished my TV show. And I had the kids clean it later, but I did not have, (laughs) I didn't lose my peace. I didn't lose my peace. And, and that carries on to my spiritual walk. It's really easy to see the things that we could do better. But like you said, Corey, there's nothing you, 
you could you could always do something better, but you couldn't be any more loved by God than you are right now. Yeah. You could never you could never be any more accepted, any more perfect in his eyes than you are right now. Yeah. And so that doing better that we want, that ascending, that coming into more revelation, more freedom is actually always found in the moment right now. Come what does on, he yeah. have right now? What's the manna for right now? I'm going to just eat that and celebrate it as my destination and then keep going. Because the destination is always within us. The journey is where the beauty is birthed. Mm. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny because when I came back, um, I was in Montreal, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to go create a place that's built on unconditional love. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, what does that look like? And the way he explained it to me was, could a gay person get up on Sunday morning and just share something who's like a practicing homosexual? And I'm like, probably not. He's like, well, go create a place where they could. And so I came here to create this place. But tonight I realized something. (laughs) This is the place. Right. Oh, yes. The whole time I'm trying to build something that I'm supposed to be. You're carrying it. But you carry it. It's just we are supposed to be the place of unconditional love. Yeah. So when people come to us, whosever sins we remit, they shall be remitten. Exactly. When they look at us and they say, but I'm this, this, and this, and you look at them with like the blazing fires of the Father, no shame. <laughs> no, shame. no shame. And they feel That's clean. Wild. <laughs> they feel clean because for the first time, they're being looked at through the mirror of love. And they're able to see that they're clean through your eyes. <laughs> love <Woo. laughs> believes all things hopes hopes all things <laughs> right yes and does not hold any, any wrongs any and record of wrongs and it's effortless yeah i love that it flows yeah because the parts in me that have a hard time loving it's just Ooh. parts of me that i don't love yet of myself or i haven't received god's love in that area So if I feel unsure about how to love somebody, I immediately go to Father, love me in that place. I'm going to be that person in me, and I'm going to receive your love for me. And then it flows for them effortlessly. So good. So good. Yeah. It's always about the Bible's a mirror, right? It's always Mm -hmm. us seeing ourselves. Yes. It's like early Christianity. Every time I was (laughs) pursuing the Lord to see him, he'd show me me. Mm, Even wow. when I looked at him on the cross in a vision, the wow. next thing I knew, I was hanging there. That's amazing. So it was always me. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's always been about <laughs> really us, good. right? Coming into that unveiling of who we really are. Recently, the father said, I was at this women's conference and they were singing, Oh Lord, you're beautiful. And the Lord said, You know why I'm so beautiful? I said, why? And he says, because I look just like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 90% is so wild. Mm. I remember the Lord said to me, he said, Corey, what you guys call worship is you edifying yourselves to believe I love you. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. I like how and that's worded. He <laughs> loves it. He yes. loves it. Yes. He loves it. He's not mad at us for no, that. No, no. He loves it. He wants you to believe you're a way maker. He wants you to believe. Yes, come on. He wants you to, to believe that better is one moment with him than. Come but on. he's not up there needing our affection. No. He's up there actually asking that we would spill it out on each other. 
And like, yeah, I remember this. I know. And like, cause like I've been, I've been asking him about worship for so long. And he said to me, true worship is when you connect, just connect either with me or the person in front of you connect, be in that moment. And yeah, there might be, there might be some people who are just needy and whatever, but now I've just seen that they're newborns laying on the table right. and they're actually a gift to us. That's it. And, and if we can see it, we'll actually pour love out and get the experience of being the father, right? being a father, being a mother, not just operating out of need, but actually entering into that river where it flows through you. Like when I, I, <laughs> I'd never experienced this before, but when I was at a camp, um, we kind of had like a mini revival, I guess, and um, with the prophetic and these young Tibetan kids who are all very spiritual, um, mm-hmm. they were just getting so touched by the prophetic, like to the point where like, it was like, it was insane. I couldn't even go anywhere. I'd be like surrounded by people like, pray for me, pray for me. Wow. And like, it was the thing that, that wore me like physically that like made me tired wasn't praying for people mm-hmm. it was when i would feel the love of the father for that person because wow. my heart would just break over yeah. and over and over again and it was yes. like i actually had to like at one point ask my buddy if we could just go for a drive and i just sat yeah. in the car crying and he's just like driving the car like, What's <laughs> going on? and i'm just crying because i was so overwhelmed by the love of god for each one of these kids like right. i remember one kid i didn't even get two words out of my mouth and he dove into my arms weeping seven-year-old boy and then oh, wow. then all of a sudden he like stopped he goes what was that and i'm like i don't know you hugged me bro <laughs> like you know like mm-hmm. you know and he was so overwhelmed he's like that was cool i gotta go and he like ran you know because it was so authentic it was so yes. real and it was just like it was insane like i'd never seen i didn't know that was possible to feel right. what god feels for people like i've seen you do it in intercession where like you would feel the heart of god like <clears throat> you would be like prophesying or speaking something and wailing or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but I, like i had never encountered it and it's like now i'm realizing like that's where we're called to live Right. As as the, the river flows, let love exactly. itself it. flow through yeah. you. Yes. Like, yes. Oh. The trick the trick oh. is 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 us dealing with ego, which blocks mm. the flow. And and it also uh, what happens is it puffs up. Yeah. Whereas as long as we understand <laughs> what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, or what's going on in that moment, I am just uh, the channel of. I hate to use right. that word, but yeah. it's true. Flowing through and touching that individual, yeah. and then um, otherwise we see what's happened in Christianity, right? Where people, um, you know, all kinds of things take place because they can feel uh, this powerful connection. Which, mm. when it's authentic, I saw like in that camp. I remember um, the one kid came up to me and he was like, "Can you do that thing, the superpower you do?" Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, man, I got to teach you something. And there's about five or six of them. And they're like, what? I was like, I don't do anything. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, well, Jesus knows you and I know him. And yeah. because he's in here, he just tells me these things about you. Right. And they're like, so it's not you, it's Jesus in you? And I'm like, yeah. And so then the next morning I'm walking with my wife and kids to breakfast. And there's kids, literally, you could hear them talking about it. It's yeah. not him. He's not a superhero. It's Jesus <laughs> in him. This guy told me like, and right. it was like, but it was authentic. So it wasn't, 
There was and there was nothing in me that right. was going great me because you yeah. know my story. No, you know no, me. I, I there's no but, but I can't take claim to anything but that isn't God isn't that does. always the thing that I think personally, I think in my journey over forty years is that's the thing that God has constantly uh put his foot on or crushed. Yeah. Is is that part of me that would you know yeah. that part where Satan it says wanted yeah. to ascend. Mm. It's like there's something in us we're not aware of it until yeah. God moment. reveals and He crushes it because I believe He's wanting mature sons, right? And maturity that He's doing on the planet has to go past gifting, past right. that place of a possibility of. Um, us not winning the race, if you will, well, because that, yeah. where does the wine come from? Yeah. Crushed grapes, Yeah, right? It's the crushing of the grapes, which then allows me mm. to be uh, fully, um, um, what's the word, come into the realization of my union mm. with Jesus as one, but that it's Christ moving through me, I get the byproduct of of that love because his love's for me, his love's for you, and it flows. That river flows, yeah. and I don't stop it up anyway, right? It's like I, I've shared before about the times where um, I was preaching, and all of a sudden I just instantly got drunk, and in the midst of it, um, it felt different. And I said, Lord, <laughs> what is this? And he said, so what do you think of the wine? Like I'm hearing, we're having a conversation mm -hmm. while yeah. I'm You're speaking, while I'm teaching, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I said it's really good, man. He goes, I thought I'd bring out some of my special stuff that I keep. You know, it's like a, a reserve, right? Why? And he said, and I thought I would let you try it with me. He said, John, it's the wine of your crushing. Oh. That's how special it is to him because he knows that the fruit of us walking through situations and still loving him and not understanding sometimes why he allows things to happen the way it does, but it's so that I can be free of me. Right. Come on. Right. That fallen part of me That's that good. really does need, and the, and the reason it's there is really inadequacy. I need that's, you yeah, to tell me it. how good I am because there of how less I yeah. feel about myself. Right. But when I finally understand how much I'm loved by God and that right. the love of God... Stop judging yourself. Yeah, then I no longer am in need. Therefore, yeah. I can freely give now because I'm full. One of the that's things it. you said that was so... It hit a chord with me mm. um, was like, how does this change? Yeah. And the truth is it changes when we change it. And so one of the ways that you did was back in the day at Highlands, you just opened up the floor and said, did anyone hear anything from God? Yeah. And what that did for those people who say you hearing something from God is just as important as the message I brought. Right. Yeah. And, and another time I remember I was in um, Columbia 
and these people had served us all week and they were sta- they would stand with their hands behind their back and serve you food and all this stuff and i remember the lord told me to grab the table and turn it this eight foot table and i turned it and i like grabbed the plates and i started serving them and the pastor was furious <laughs> and i didn't care i was like i don't care if he gives me a dime this beautiful. isn't right this isn't how no, but it that is that is a picture of yeshua right exactly and then and then even when i was in another group where i was doing sound and there was green room culture and all this stuff and all these people sitting at a table talking about God. I didn't care about that. I wanted to go meet the person sitting over there who was Mm. like, like I met a lesbian couple and the one was struggling with suicide and I'm praying for her. And this, this old preacher guy who everybody knows goes, isn't that our sound guy? Why is he always talking about who is that guy? Because mm-hmm. I would rather be an outcast of the table right. and go and find the one. That's how we change it. Yeah. When we show people that they're more important than the service, they're more important. Like you have literally, I've watched, stopped entire services just to pray for one person. Uh-huh. And and you were doing deliverance on someone and me and Andrew went, we were interns, we went to like get the service going. And John just looked over, he goes, there's nothing bad happening here. Don't try to hide it. We're gonna do this. <laughs> and when this is done, mm-hmm. we'll move on. That's and good. I was, it was so good because I realized that that person in that moment is sometimes more important than the entire meeting. Yes. Because it could just be for that one. And he says that mm. one that's where is we, worth more than it right. all. That's where we have to be that sensitive, don't we? Yeah, yeah, that's how we change it. We change it by, like, you're sitting in your office right now talking about the goodness of God. Yeah. Right. And nobody advertised it. And nobody used your name to gain influence. And, mm. and it, it's not about that. It's about the body of Christ mm. being able to be that. Right. Yes. Like I've been so wrecked by the things you said tonight. Like wow. I've been weeping all night. Like so good. He's so and good. the things that you've pulled out, right? Like the frequencies out of John and, and out of me. Like it's mm. so good. Like and and if if we could only see that there's there's hundreds of us. Right. There's hundreds of us. It's coming. Yeah. Man. That's it's coming. That wine you were talking oh. about, the crushing, that really ministered to me. <laughs> I was like drinking it as you were talking and. I, I heard something recently about mm. ego, and it goes along with what you were saying. Ego is just a fear of getting it wrong. And so, mm. like, he, this guy told me, he said, his prophetic words have gotten way more accurate when he stopped trying to figure out and do it right. He just, he, he, he just looks like a fool. Just be a fool. Like, you know, being a fool, because a lot of times our ego wants to second guess what we're doing yeah. and we wants to control because what if we do it wrong? Come That's on. what the whole church is afraid of right now. They're mm-hmm. afraid of doing things wrong. And when you remove that duality and when you let them know you're in the presence right now, right now, and you haven't had to do a thing, you just, you're just remembering. And, um, you know, that crushing for me has constantly been when I tried with my own efforts, like the bicycle chain, yes. when I try with my own effort uh, that's when, you know, I fall on my face and I spin my tires till I run out of gas. And then finally, he's like, you ready to actually just be it instead of do it? <laughs> you know. And then there's wow. there's no there's no room for uh, agenda because it all came so naturally. 
you didn't, I understand if, if you put in your time card and you gave your sacrificial love and you, you have a thing that you're doing all the time, I understand that you'd want recompense. You'd want to be recognized. You'd want your name in lights. It's only mm. natural when you made all that effort to do so. Mm. But if it comes out of a receiving mode from the father to the body, you don't even think that way. Right. It's just who you are. Just, you know, yeah. it's just who you are. Is this not the move that God's going to bring? Yeah, exactly what God's doing. The, and what, what uh, who was it? Bob, I think it was Bob Jones. It was called the Nameless, Faceless Generation. That's it. Yeah. That's what's coming. The, the one body show, not the one man show. That's it. And we're all going to be so busy putting each other's names in lights, nobody will be able to keep track. <laughs> Because we're all going to be promoting each other because we yeah. see ourselves in each other and we see Christ in each other. And, um, you know, our goals are letting our ceiling be their floor where they begin. We want to see people surpass us or we haven't laid our lives down. Yeah. It's not about our rights. No. And, yeah, that's silliness, isn't it? The yes. The I have a right to... It, it, that just comes from an orphan mindset. It comes from a lack. If you mm -hmm. feel like you have to grasp for something like the truth, I feel like to hold it or I might lose it. Yeah. You haven't encountered it yet. And um, you haven't encountered your rights if you're asking for rights. Because yeah. <laughs> so you, you, we could make the planet spin the other direction if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we have that ruling and reigning. Um, anytime I feel like I lack... I'm not always as good at it as I want to be, but I'm growing in this. I know it's just an illusion of the orphan mindset. I just, yeah. it's a part of my sonship that I'm coming into. And so like in, we don't call people homeless in the bit in where I, where I work, we call them that we say they were experiencing homelessness. Hmm. So there is something about that. That's a truth. And I love that, uh, that the language in the culture is changing. You know, uh, people are experiencing things. It doesn't mean they are those things, you know. That's so good. That's what yeah. we got to do. Change our language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, are, which the language change will change mm -hmm. the mindset. That's it. Yeah, and it's then everything. eventually the culture. It's everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's so good. So... God wants to love us in front of everybody. And that's yeah. another thing I saw. I had this vision a few years ago and I was at a wedding feast. I love Corey that your, your encounter was at a wedding. That thing yeah. you should, I just, I, that did not escape me. That was beautiful. <laughs> your, your wedding and your fried chicken and your, that's awesome. So uh, I'm at this wedding feast and it's very biblical. So I'm in a biblical parable. It looks like. And I'm there and I see Jesus sitting and there's a chair right next to him. And I'm like, score. I mean, but the table is like a mile long, right? Yeah. And I'm like, score. I know exactly where I'm sitting, you know. And I go to sit there and I'm all of a sudden I remember the parable. I think, oh, wait, I think I'm not. Because the parable says you're supposed to go to the end of the table, right? Not, you know, when you go. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know what to do because I really wanted to be with Jesus, but I didn't want to be prideful. So I didn't know what to do. 
And the father stood behind me and he said, you know, he said, just walk this way. So I'm walking all the way down to the end of the table. And I'm sad, but I know I'm following the father. And right before I get to the very last seat and my bottom hits the bottom of the seat, Jesus calls, Shakira, come sit with me. <laughs> and so I turn around and in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, I walk up to sit next to him. And he said, Shakira, true humility is letting me love you in front of others. Be a that's a, that can be a scary place, eh? It is. It's very vulnerable. It's a very but that's vulnerable. humility, and that kills the ego. Is letting the father love you in front of others, being a fool, um, you know, not fearing getting it wrong, because that's why the church is so guarded. Is they're just so afraid they're going to get it wrong. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, that's good, man. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> It's you guys been, are so good it's been great man mm -hmm. so good. Thank, thank you. you guys let us know if you'd like Shakira to come back yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would it's been a phenomenal night we love wow. you guys love you guys yeah, thank you, you for tuning in thank you for sharing you can find mm -hmm. this on Spotify Podomatic all the major uh, outlets it's under I think Grace and Truth John yes. Brown um, just in case you're searching the journey YouTube. out there, it's yeah. on, we are on YouTube as right well now. under that it's live on YouTube. If you don't like Facebook as a format, so <laughs> <laughs> all the announcements, eh? Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank Bless you. you. What time is it there? Here Where you are. Yep. Uh, quarter to six. Wow. Oh yeah. It's eight fifty here. Yeah, I know. I, I when I was jet lagged, I was in Mississippi and I was experiencing the jet lag and <laughs> it's not fun. And then I, I felt it in New York, too. Yeah. Yeah. All it right, Brian. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> All these people. Oh, it's so cool. Yes. Shaba. Oh, my Shaba. goodness. Mm. Whoa. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> tenderizing my roots that's so good <laughs> that's good thank you Whoa. guys for not only uh being a part of tonight in the comments but also sharing we appreciate that yeah um if you know anyone who's been struggling with just love or anything like that knowing god loves them send them this mm -hmm. i believe it's it's a tool all these things they're doors keys ways for yes. people to see so absolutely amen and uh good night good night, good night. bless you Shoo. <laughs>